think you are. I think I am full of love. I am worthy. I am worthy of the good, wonderful things and experiences that have happened to me and for the future and bounty from the universe. I am Christine. I am kindness, humor, love, quirky, not afraid to be silly, learning to love all of the good and the not so good of me. I am a work in progress. Welcome to Who Do You Think You Are? Hello, beautiful listener. Uh, Guess what? This is take two of podcast two. I just recorded uh, here with my wonderful friend, Melissa, with the mic on mute. So there's a learning curve for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have my dearest friend here, Melissa. She first started out as my boss. I took a job where I was commuting an hour to work and it was one of those like crazy decisions and everybody around me was like why in the world are you driving an hour away when you could have a job here in town and I just felt led to take this job didn't really understand why um just following my gut really and uh through the process I I truly believe that the universe and God led me to that job an hour away with that position um, to meet Melissa, and uh, she has been one of my greatest cheerleaders and greatest supporters. Um, she's showed me a lot. I've learned a lot from her, not just as a clinician, um, but just as like being a friend and being a human and, and loving people and forgiving people. I think that's one of her strengths, uh, giving people second and third and fourth chances. And um, I just love her, and I'm honored for her to be here in this space today with the microphone not on mute. Uh, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, first of all, I, I want to say, how cool is it that we are sitting in your closet doing this? this <laughs> like, I cannot believe that your dreams are actually have come true. And second of all, I, I, I mean, I love you. I consider you one of my best, dearest friends, and there. I mean, if you believe in soul groups, we were meant to be in mm-hmm. each other's group, and mm-hmm. so thank you. And I listened to your first show yesterday, and I was, like, blown away. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, a rookie, and you were going to have, you know, lots of blank spaces and ums, and I was, like, riveted. I, I'm i like, oh, my gosh, this is a podcast that I will listen to, you know, long into the future, so great job. Thank you. Th- thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um I've I, again, Melissa and I have been friends for like five years, and I might be almost the five years that I've been saying one day I'm going to do a podcast and blah 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 blah, or one day I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to do an episode on blah blah blah. And you know what? I got tired of saying it, you're one doing day. It. You're doing got, it. Yeah, yeah, and not it, this not not patting my back. This mm-hmm. is with like a group of people for support that mm-hmm. that this all came about. But um, Melissa was definitely one of the people that inspired me mm-hmm. to like make this dream happen. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you, universe. We yes. are here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So podcast uh, is called Who Do You Think You Are? And I know this is like a huge question and hard to sum up in one answer. Or And you can make it as short or as lengthy as you want to. But Melissa, who do you think you are? 
Well, in all fairness, I knew that you were going to ask me that. So I, I think... To, to also be fair, let's say I didn't know you, and we're at a party, and you say, hey, you know, ask, tell me a little bit about yourself. I mean, I would just give you the superficial things. Oh, my name is Melissa Ingebretson. I'm 49 years old. I live in Knoxville. I'm married to a wonderful guy. I've been married for 27 years to a guy named Tim. I have three hilarious kids, Elise, Eric, and Cal. Um, I'm a physical therapist by trade, but I'm a manager in a really cool company. Uh, cottage rehab, advanced rehab out of Bloomington. I love running, I love reading, and I love things witchy-woo-woo. And um, since we are witchy-woo-woo and we're in real time here, if you're asking me this as we sit in your closet doing this podcast, I would say that I am a spiritual being having a human experience. And I didn't create that. I'm a big reader, podcaster, and everything in my life is either a movie quote or a book <laughs> quote or a Facebook meme. But I, be, I believe that. I think it was Wayne Dyer. I read, I think he said that. And I feel that. I feel each of us are on a spiritual path and we're supposed to find out why are we here, what is our purpose, and how can we best serve others. And we're all at different points in the journey. And, and I'm fine with that, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, wh- why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's a, a great quote. And I think that's something that, is common ground for all of us. And a lot of times, especially um, with where we're at now, um, everybody like having an opinion that they can put out there on social media or, you know, the, not that I want to get politically charged here on this by any means, but just people are like so divided right now with our country and like what they believe and who they think our leader should be and et cetera, et cetera. And sometimes we just need to love each other and respect each other's beliefs because again we are we all have something in common we don't have to be divided because of like a a, a side of the line that we stand on we're all humans together and we're all going through a journey we're all having experience so I think that's a beautiful quote well and it's funny because you know I didn't even think I'd bring this up but I read something yesterday and it talked about a magnet so if you take a magnet and you divide it in half, you're going to have a positive side and a negative side. But the positive side can't do anything by itself, and the negative side can't do anything by itself. And that's kind of how our, how our country is, and that's how people, I mean, even people within my own circle are very much, they, they dig their heels down into their stance and they don't see anyone else's side. And and I'm about, you know, acceptance, you know, working together, and I'm trying to find that in my own life. You know, it's not just... What's, what's good happening to my life, what's bad, love, hate. It's the whole picture, and I think we need to be okay with the whole picture and be, mm-hmm. <laughs> be a magnet. That's, that's going to be there my you thing. Go. Be a magnet. Be a magnet. Ex- accept the, the, the positive with the negative. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. She, this is why I love talking with <laughs> Melissa, because she always is like, I read this somewhere. <laughs> or she's just full of information, yes. and I, I just love how she explains mm-hmm. things with such great examples. Um, okay. Next question. How long have you truly known who you are? Like, how long did it take you to get to the spot to, to figure that out? You, you know what? I, I actually don't think I even know who I am because every time I feel like I have my shit together and, I, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I am like, oh, man, I, I, am, I, am, I am there, mm. something will happen. Like, yeah. I, I will be, like, greatly surprised and how well I handle a really bad situation or how courageous I am. But then my, I'll go like on a spin, my mind, a mind loop on something so petty and stupid, and I'm like, Melissa, I thought you were much more involved than that. So, but like, 
truly, like, I think I have been on a really good journey probably since probably 18 or 19 because I took this world religions class. I was raised Catholic, and um, and I my eyes were open to all these different religions, and I could find myself in a little bit of each, each one, but then I read this thing about Buddhism, and I'm not a practicing, you know, Buddha, Buddha whatever you call it, but... Uh, mm-hmm. It spoke to me. It was basically about loving one another, seeing the connection in everybody, even people that were different than us. And I start like reading more about like Eckhart Tolle, and um, I start you know, again Wayne Dyer. And then I also kind of got on a self help journey, and I didn't even have any issues at that time, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. But it was just so interesting to see things from people's um, perspectives that weren't like my own. People who were raised in different countries or different situations, and I'm like, it really kind of opened my eyes. And then I got into like Brene Brown, and that spoke to me. Um, I also started doing more like leadership things for my profession, and it just, I, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm evolving, but I really kind of feel that, that just digging down deep into people's ideas and experiences that are different than mine, that, that has helped me greatly in my journey. So. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said about how you feel like you've evolved and like gotten through something and then, you know, a year later, two years later, whatever, you come back to it and then you're like disappointed in yourself. Like, damn, I didn't think I was like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was over that. I thought I learned how to deal with X, Y, Z. And um, I can identify with that 100%. And for me, I feel like I'm always a work in progress. Like I'm mm-hmm. never, every time, every time I get cocky and think I can check that off my list, I get a little gift handed to me by, from the universe. And, you know, sometimes this, this gift sure doesn't feel like a gift when it's being handed to me. It feels more like a kick in the pants or a slap in the face, you know. But um, I think it's all about a process and, like, coming back. It's, like, it's, it's, it's cyclical. I think sometimes I feel like you compare a lot of our emotions or struggles that we go through with, like, grief. Like, there are days where, like, you feel like I'm I'm through this and I, I'm mended and my heart's okay and I'm in a good spot. And then you know, like three months later, like your, your heart's broken again in that spot. And I think like you can really plug any emotion into that or any behavior that you feel like that you, you've evolved from or that I feel like I've evolved from. And then let's, I find myself back in that spot. But, um, I think then again, that's just another opportunity to, um, lend myself a little bit of that grace and forgiveness that I give to other people around me. I think that might be one of my big biggest lessons that I'm going through currently right now is like extending to myself the grace and love mm-hmm. that I give others because I deserve that and I'm worthy of that too. And, and I and I obviously I know your story and I agree with you 100%. Why is it so easy to give everyone else love and forgiveness but not, you know, not see ourselves in the same light? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I hate that too. I'm like, I felt like I already, you know, accomplished this, you know, lesson mm-hmm. or learned this lesson or learned, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it keeps coming up. So obviously there's lessons to be learned. And and not only, you know, individually, I think about that, you know, I have a staff, I have like a wonderful staff and I try to teach them lessons or, or if I hear or read something, try to share that with them. And also my kids, you know, sitting around a kitchen table. I'll share stories. I'll share stories about how I have failed miserably or I screwed up because I want them to know that it's okay to screw up. It's okay to make mistakes. And then I've I've told them like, hey, I'm at work and I've had this grown woman or this grown man who has done X, Y, and Z or 
has screwed up or has not taken accountability for something and you know how much mm-hmm. that is you know frowned upon and how that they can learn and my kids are like looking at me like don't be that person mm-hmm. be the one that says man I just really messed up or hey I'm sorry I hurt your feelings mm-hmm. I didn't you know I think nowadays everybody is always striving to be perfect and one of my favorite quotes is you know is progress not perfection and I really t- you know teach my kids that like no one's going to be perfect you know mm-hmm. you don't expect don't make your you know expect your friends to be perfect your mm-hmm. boss your coach your teachers you know but always you know err on the side of forgiveness and love mm-hmm. and then my other favorite quote is everybody's doing the best they can with what they know at the mm-hmm. moment we mm-hmm. cannot Monday morning quarterback ourselves to say, yeah. why did I say that? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that mm-hmm. then? Because we know something, like today, you know, this Sunday, I know things differently than I did last night. Yeah. You know, so I'm not going to, like, say, why did mm-hmm. I say or do this? Mm-hmm. Like, give yourself forgiveness. We're all learning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, I, we've talked about this before. You know, talk about Facebook memes earlier. Like, mm-hmm. we I, we send each other a lot of them <laughs> back and forth in Messenger. And that, that one that... Um, we recently shared with each other about like it was a person holding like an old uh, an old or a younger version of themselves and like like loving them and it was talking about how loving all of you and like the past person that you were and gosh gosh mm-hmm. was that that has that is still a process for me because i look back at parts of me and like not so much now, but I used to really cringe a lot. Like, oh, I can't believe I was so ignorant. I can't believe I was so judgmental. I can't believe I thought everything was so black and white and so simple. And it's like, it's not. It's it's not. And like you said, just the simple things of saying, I'm sorry, or I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, how far does that go? And how far does that take you in life? Yeah. In life. Like, own your mistake and say, I'm sorry. That's golden, and I feel like there's so many people that that can't do that. But when you do, with whoever it was that maybe you made that mistake with, whether it was intentional or unintentional, or whether it's personal or at work, it's just, it's almost a game changer. Because when you can say that to somebody, it just changes like the whole dynamic, and and there's a shift in Mm -hmm. the energy for their for you to be able to move on instead of like being stuck in that spot, and. Because when you don't own it or you don't say you're sorry, it, people keep going back to that spot because you haven't moved on. You're stuck. Mm-hmm. You're in a rut. Like you're you 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 gotta you've gotta mend that pothole in the road. Otherwise, you're gonna drive back down that road and like hit that pothole again. Time, and you know, I, and I think that's why I immediately loved you. Is because you own up to your shit. And you, <laughs> I got a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 like, like for example, like you, like you, like if I said, "Hey, Christine, something was wrong," you'd be like, "Yeah, this is what happened this morning," and this, and and uh, I've been like, I'm ramped up. I don't know why. Versus you are like all sing songy and sunshiny. Like, oh man, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't. What are you talking about? You know, you weren't defensive, and I love people like that. I want people to say, you know what, I, you know, ha- had a fight with my spouse or. Hey, I, can, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills next Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I'm freaking out. That's why I'm um, being all rammy. And mm-hmm. I, I want people to be honest and authentic because I, I, I can't read minds, and and I just I just love mm-hmm. authentic people. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> and, like, phony. <laughs> oh, you can spot no. it. Yeah. You can spot it. What was that um, greatest showman? I think he said, everybody can spot a phony. Mm-hmm. Like, and that stuck with me when I watched that movie. I watched it a second time, and it's like, that's true. It's true. Like, because 
again, another one of the Facebook memes about, like, I'm not looking... I used to always, like, try to, like, oh, they're a nice person and seek out the nice. And you know what? A lot of times, like, the nice and the good isn't real. Now I'm, now I seek out people that are real. Um, You just, with their flaws or um, their gifts and everything and just, like, being able to own it. And I I just can't do the superficial fakey fake Mm -hmm. anymore. I mean, and I'm not in your face about it either. I don't know how to describe it, but just, like, I don't have time for it, you know? I I have other things that, like, I value my time that I really want to, like, surround myself with goodness and good people or positive things. And I know life isn't, like, sunshine and, <laughs> you know, unicorns and rainbows all the time. But, dang, I think you can make that more your focus than what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I don't know if we'll talk about it this time or or if I'm on here again, but... I'm writing a book about my special needs daughter. Yes. And, and <laughs> as I read a book about how to write a book, you know, they talked about that. Like, we don't want to hear everybody's fluffy, you know, like, one thing I always, you know, I think or I say to my kids is, you know, don't just be the frosting, be the mm. cake. A lot mm. of people are just frosting. There's, oh, there's, there's love no, it. There is no cake. Yes, there's no filling. There's no there's filling. No depth. There's no depth. And so, like they said, when you're writing a book, you need to include the really raw, ugly things because everybody wants to know how to get out of a struggle. And that's how I feel mm-hmm. your podcast is going to touch people because you're going to hear real stories, not just, oh, I did this and I read this and I checked this box and guess what? Now I'm the head of a company. Mm-hmm. Or guess what? Now I am running XYZ uh-huh. or I ran a marathon. Mm-hmm. Like you want to hear like, oh God, like I was crying in my, my bathroom. Yes. I, I was... <laughs> I was so angry. I was dropping F-bombs. You know, the, the, yeah. Yeah, like, you want to hear the real stuff. And so people want to hear the real stuff. They might say they have this Instagram picture or they have different mantras. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they want to know how other people overcame mm-hmm. their struggles. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is a perfect segue because <laughs> that is my next question for you. So the focus of the podcast is, like, with whoever my guest is, like, what is your greatest failure or what was your greatest struggle or where where was like where you had a a triumph but but to get there it was so hard like do you have a moment and I I have like 50 of them but you know what I mean like picking one that you want to share what what would you say you have overcome well I actually I'm gonna break the rules I kind of want to talk about two of them because Mm -hmm. one is with motherhood and one is professional and I feel like a lot of your listeners they're working dads, they're working moms, and, and you know too, like either everything's working well or everything's shit in your mm-hmm. life. You're, so you're they're doing, you know, <laughs> doing it all well. And right. so, so like motherhood-wise, um, my husband and I tried for uh, five years to have kids. We couldn't, so we went on the infertility train, you know, ups and downs every month, hormones, not knowing if I ever be kids. And, we, you know, and I thought that was rough. Um, but we were blessed. We adopted my daughter, our daughter, in 1997. And then all of a sudden, bam, we get pregnant. Mm. A few years later, we get pregnant again. So I go from having no kids to three kids in four years, and my life's crazy busy. And I think that's rough. I think that's nuts. I'm yelling and screaming. I'm thinking, oh, God, I prayed <laughs> so much for these kids, and now I'm screaming, get your dating coat on. Yeah. Like, you know. We're running late. We're like, we got to go. What is wrong with you? Like, you know, you know, and uh, so then fast forward a few years, and my daughter is diagnosed as moderately mentally impaired, and we have that grieving process because she's not going to be the daughter that we had in our head that she was going to be. 
Then my uh, 15-year-old son diagnoses himself with, ty- with type 1 diabetes off of WebMD. And, you know, as clinicians, yes. you and I are like, you know, get off you're of there. You're fine. Don't, you're fine. You do not have a brain tumor. You do not have cancer. But, yeah, you know, he did. He did. Oh he, had t- he had type 1 diabetes. and then I just met you during that time. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nuts. And, nuts. And, you know, that was a big, scary time. And then a few years, years later, my youngest son, Cal, um, undergoes a mental health episode. And, you know, that is his story to tell. Um, I'll kind of talk about from my perspective. But that was true despair, devastation, and that was a struggle. And on the, on the flip side, you, you know, I learned more from my kids about about the struggle or how to deal with it. And here's kids who hadn't read, hadn't listened to podcasts, has, had had 40 years of life experience, and they handled it with grace and strength and belief, and mm. that's where I found I found my strength. And, um, and then on the flip side, as a professional, um, I worked in a company for 10 years. I loved it. I believed in the focus. I was one of the top bosses. I was part owner in several businesses. But the main owner and I, we, we clashed. We had different values. I didn't know what it was at the time, but looking back at it, we had just different values. And I thought that he would change. I thought I would wow him with my leadership skills and make him think, you know, or see how successful it was. And, it, you know, it, it, was, it just never got better. And so I left. And what was so hard is I had, like, this survivor's remorse. I had this guilt because mm-hmm. I had people in my office you know, wanting to leave, and I convinced them to stay. I talked about what was positive on the horizon, and all of a sudden, I, you know, I pack up my, my stuff on one week, and I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I did everything that I hate in people. I, was, I felt like I was a hypocrite, a liar, a big, fat fraud, and, and that, was, that was a huge struggle in my life. Oh. I, that's, that's just, you're, you're, like, going right into my questions that I was going to ask you, because... When we're going through a struggle like that, I think we have this distorted thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy when you're sitting in a closet with your friends <laughs> talking about life and like you, you're like, oh, but that's just so not true. And you can see it with somebody else. But when you're down in the trenches, like when you feel that way, you feel like that is your truth, even if it is an untruth, even if it is distorted, even if it is a lie. But it's a very lonely place to be and like when you feel like you're disappointed in yourself like mm-hmm. how did you get through that how'd you move beyond it well my distorted thinking um it, it's a process you know I thought with Elise being you know mentally impaired I thought I believed in chicken soup for the soul if I read to her more did with her more I could bridge that gap and mm-hmm. I couldn't uh, with Eric, I just thought, and that was short-lived because he told me on a Sunday night that he had diagnosed himself on Monday, I f- found out. But I'm like, I was like in denial. I'm like, you're going through puberty, two days in football. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have diabetes. And his doctor was just as shocked as I was. And with Cal, I just thought, hey, he's going to go to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow morning, and he's going to be back to the same old Cal. And mm-hmm. he wasn't. And I think deep down, I, I wanted I wanted to wake up and be better. So, um. It's, and with my job, too, you know, I, I have never been a part of an abusive relationship or a really bad friendship. But I, I, I love, I am Susie Sunshine. I always operate very high with happiness and love. And so when I fell, I fell way down because I felt like if I just worked it harder, did, did more, that I could, you know, again, bridge that gap or make changes. And so 
I turned a lot. Um, some parts I turned to God, and some parts I, I'm married to just a wonderful, handsome, funny guy, mm-hmm. and and he gave me some support. My friends, um, I mean, obviously you helped me through, you know, that you know that r- rough time. And uh, um, for your listeners too, if you ever have time, go to Brene Brown's Marble Jar, Marble Jar Friends. I have a few Marble Jar friends who know me. They know the good, the bad, the ugly, and the they were there there for me like I'm trying to be a better friend like if someone goes through something bad you send them a text hey thinking about you and you send them you know funny emojis or you say or you see them in person hey what can I do for you but friends like you and a few other people I have a friend named Michelle as well that and I have a few friends in Knoxville that they came and these got my daughter my special needs grown daughter they came and got her took her for a few days mm-hmm showered her I mean th- those are friends not yeah. my ball mm-hmm. but those are friends mm-hmm. I, I feel so grateful to have people like that like again and it's I don't know if it's my untruth but I just sometimes just feel like so unworthy to have such wonderful people sometimes mm-hmm. but you are we are worth it but it just makes you feel so special so special and so loved when people can reach out and do those big things in your time of need. Mm-hmm. And I think you and I, we're not used to being on the end of needing. Mm-hmm. I think we're used to being on the end of giving. Exactly. So, you just hit it right on the head. I'm used, exactly. You're used to being the one mm-hmm. that does it. And all of a sudden these people are doing it and it's overwhelming and wonderful at the same time. Yeah. And sometimes hard to receive. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what's that about? I don't know. I can be a whole other episode in itself. <laughs> oh, 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 totally. I mean, exactly. Exactly, right? Mm. So you mentioned supportive people that you have, um, and that's wonderful. I really feel like, first and foremost, that's what you what somebody needs. Like, when you're in your darkest days, like, you need people. You need a, you need a connection. You need somebody to, like, share with. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If you're out there and like you're Christine from five years ago holding everything in and like putting your happy face on to the world and like secretly like just, you know, devastated and you feel like you're dying and your world is falling apart on the inside. I just want to encourage you to reach out to that one person. Um, Sometimes it's your best friend. Sometimes it's your mom. Sometimes it's your boss that turns into your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you just never know. But, like, just find that safe space and just talking about it and putting it out there can be so therapeutic to start that healing process. But I really do feel like that's the most important and the biggest step that you can take for yourself is to to share what you're going through Mm -hmm. with somebody and and verbalize it and, and put it out there. So that the healing process can start. It's like taking a Band-Aid off. You know, you can only keep a Band-Aid on for so long. You can't completely heal if you keep that nasty Band-Aid on. Mm-hmm. At some point, it hurts. You got to take that Band-Aid off. Expose it to air. Yeah. You, you know, you, you bring up a good thing because that's how I kind of knew that I grew is I am all out there. Like, with the thing, especially like with Cal, um, I... My boss, my boss was wonderful. Like all of a sudden, you know, here I'm off randomly when my daughter's having some seizure issues. I'm here, I'm off all of a sudden because my son is diabetic and we're trying to getting, get him, you know, taken care of. And then my, you know, my son has a mental health, you know, episode. And 
Um, I was able to tell him. I talked about it at you know at work. My husband had a great you know work environment too. Mm-hmm. People came out of the woodwork to say, hey. You know what? I have bipolar, and I've been on medicine for 20 years. And someone else is like, "Hey, my son has depression. He's been on medicine." And mm-hmm. people were so wonderful. There was no stigma. And I, my gosh, I found out how broken our mental health um, services are. Mm-hmm. You know, in our in our state and in our country. Mm-hmm. But um, I also too, um, I feel humor. Like our my family. I mean, we operate on humor, profanity, and, 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 and movie quotes. Yeah. But one of my favorite stories when I knew it was going to be okay is Cal was escalating at school, and so I had to leave work, and I had to come home and change because I was going to take him to the hospital. So I was gathering a few things, like contact cases and stuff, and I'm, I'm in my room crying. And Eric is on the other side of the door, and I'm trying to be quiet qu- crying because I don't want to upset him. And Eric says through the door, he's like, you know what, Mom? He's like, you guys got fucked. You guys got <laughs> fucked as parents. And I'm like, what? And he goes, well, first of all, you have a special needs kid. And then you have a kid with diabetes. And now these? And he yeah. goes, as parents, fucked. And I, I just start laughing. I'm like, you are horrible. But I was cracking up. And I opened the door, and we, like, hugged. And, and I was just like, it's going to be okay. If you yeah. can laugh... And your scariest, most mm-hmm. awful time in your life, mm-hmm. and I saw that we had hope, and I knew we'd get together, get, get we get you know our yeah. shit together, that we would get you know, and and it was it, it was fine. So I try to remember that, like you know, with Tim and I, like we see things differently, um, and sometimes we see you know together, and sometimes I'm really up and he's low, and vice versa. But the times when we were both been down, that's what's scary because I'm like, where's the hope? Because yeah. I feel helpless, and we're both down. But if we can mm-hmm. use humor or something else, then I know mm-hmm. we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I love humor. <laughs> yes. like, And I love a twisted sense of humor, I too. <laughs> I mean, I'm bad. I'm the person that like likes to watch people like getting hurt and, on YouTube and like falling. <laughs> I die laughing. It's like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, uh, so do you have any other strategies that you would like to share? Like people, humor, like anything else that, that has have helped you through your times that you want to... Um, I, I've always been like a big jur- uh, person who journals, um, and it's funny because as I'm writing this book, I found some old journals, and um, when I was going through, when I was infertile, in and I saw like a list. I have a list of all the people who got pregnant when I was trying to, and it's like five years long, so some people had their second and third kid on mm-hmm. this list. And I, I saw like Madonna, and I, I hate her. I hate her. She <laughs> got pregnant with somebody in her a band jerk. or boy dancer, and I'm a jerk. And, and like, and so like, I, I journal. Um, I love, I love crystals and rocks. Mm-hmm. I love um, journeying. That's one thing too that you and I share together. You know, we mm-hmm. both found out our, our animal guides. And do you want to share your spirit animal? Yes. I, <laughs> you guys, so she just like did like a, a little breath and a look. No, well, I laughed, and this is how I knew that we were kindred spirits when you're in my office one day and you're like I gotta tell you something I did the other day you're gonna think I'm weird I'm like no bring it to me and I'm like oh my god I love stuff like that and well I'm a flamingo and and it was really tough to hear I was a flamingo because I wanted to be something really cool like an owl or an eagle or a tiger nope nope I'm a flamingo and uh but as I've really gotten to know what the flamingo symbolizes and it's about 
digging down deep and they can mm-hmm. live in any environment and they can find nutrition and they can sustain on whatever and they're and they're really good with lots of friends and mm-hmm. a flock and I'm like yeah that's that's totally me mm-hmm. I could look in any situation and find a lesson and find goodness and love in any situation and I'm like that's that's what I am mm-hmm. so absolutely you can filter through mm-hmm. the yep. the junk and the yep. mud the mm-hmm. muddy water to find find the good yeah yeah that's what I love so much about you is like you mm-hmm. always like see the positive side no matter what and that's always it's refreshing because I think we have too many Eeyores sometimes and, and I agree and it's and it's funny like again another quote you know happiness is an inside job like we are responsible mm-hmm. for our own happiness another yes yes thank you everybody wants <laughs> someone else to make them happy or money is going to make you happy and <sighs> and this is something that I feel like I've always been this way I was my, my parents weren't accepted my parents I knew that I loved them but you know we didn't say I love you all the time or uh-huh. hug like my kids my family we we love and hug mm-hmm. That was internal, and same same with my husband's family. Like w- they knew that they loved each other, but uh-huh. they never really, you know, said it. Um, I f- I don't I always see the goodness of people, and I feel that connect. I can see love in every person, even strangers. And so it, sometimes it's a struggle for me because when when other people are very judgmental, um, very cynical. Or they they can't see the positive spin on any mm-hmm. situation that really bothers me because I, you know again whether that's my fixer side or my positive side I'm just like come on like there's another way to look at this we can do this you can get out you can get out of the funk and that's what's tough and I have to sometimes work on myself to not let other people's negative mm-hmm. attitudes or behaviors oh, get to me yeah <laughs> yeah sometimes you have to have a like an invisible bubble around you that mm-hmm. day to just bounce the bullshit off. Oh, no, sometimes, like, I truly think, I, I, like, if I'm going into a bad yeah. situation, I, I put a hazmat suit on. Yes. I literally step in, and I put a hazmat on. I'm like, okay, bring it to me, anything. I have, like, a little, like, bubble. Dude, what was that movie with the, the boy who lived in the bubble? I have, like, one of those where, like, I, like, put my hands, yep. like, in front of me <laughs> and around me. I'm in my bubble. Nobody yep. can get to me. Yep. <laughs> I also think of Seinfeld or the Seinfeld yeah. episode. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but you, ha- you have to do that because... You have to preserve, you know, and protect yeah, your we, we all have our own shit, mm-hmm. and it's we we cannot take on someone else's too for yeah, them, right? And I love how you talk about like you are in charge of your own happiness, and I think, and I went through this for a while. I lived it so much in these like if then statements, or like, or like if I graduate grad school, then. Then everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Or when this happens, then everything's going to be okay. And every time I hit one of those milestones, guess what? Everything still wasn't okay. And mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And I, I'm like spinning my wheels. I'm like a hamster. I'm a hamster on this wheel and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I'm, I'm trying to be the the best wife. I'm trying to be the best mom. I'm trying to be the best employee. And I'm, I'm trying to, and I, I feel like I'm never getting closer to the finish line. And, and I just think it's so important. And I, I think there's more of a conversation now, but before, and maybe it's just I wasn't, maybe I was just not in a spot on my journey where I could hear it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's always been there, but like, there's never like one event or one thing or one person that's going to make you happy. The only thing where you can find happiness is within yourself. If you can't create it for yourself, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. And that took a long time. That took me about mm, almost 40 years to figure that out. You know, 36 is mm-hmm, when I started mm-hmm. figuring out, like, okay, every time one of these big deals happens, I'm still not happy. What's up with that? Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's something I, I try to have that conversation, like, 
especially with my son, TJ, who's in college, I think that's a big point in your life where you just think, oh, once I get through college and I graduate and I'm an adult, like then I'm going to be happy. Not that he has that issue, but Mm -hmm. I just think that's one of those big things where young adults struggle. Like once they're out of the house and they go to that trade school or they find their their job they're passionate about or they, they, they graduate from college, then they're like, oh, Okay, I'm ready. Where's the happiness? Mm-hmm. I, there's like an ex- expression that says, "Everywhere I go, there I am." And they talk about this a lot with people who move job to job or move um, to town to town because mm-hmm. they think they're going to be happier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I live in Illinois. If I moved out of Illinois, I'm going to be happier. <laughs> if I moved a different job, it, 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 it's true. It's mm-hmm. like you don't. You have to figure out. I mean, they even said this, people who, you know, get a promotion or win the lottery, like, if you are not happy, you're going to be a very unhappy millionaire, mm-hmm. you know, like, you have to figure out wh- what drives you, what what makes you feel the best, mm-hmm. and they always say, like, you know, what if you didn't get paid, what would you do on a day off or the rest of your life, yeah. you know, like, what would you do that brings you joy, and and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm 49. I'm, yes. I'm still, try, I'm still yes. trying. High five that. I'm still yes. trying to figure it out. And, and some days I do really well. And some days I struggle. Some mm-hmm. days I struggle and I repeat the same errors and or mistakes. And, and then I'm like, you know. So, again, it's, it's just a process. But, it, you know, it's a fun process. And that's why it's so exciting, like, that you have this podcast that we're talking about it. Because some people don't know. They truly don't know how to get out of their funk. But they might hear something on one of your podcasts and like, oh, my gosh, that is me. That is me. And and they'll look at things a little differently the next time mm-hmm. it comes up. That's that's my hope. That's, yeah. That is my hope that even if it's just like one person that that can feel that there that there is hope mm-hmm. when they're not the only person going through X, Y, Z. Exactly. Um, absolutely. So. When I, when I was going through, like I shared in the last episode, like my divorce, I felt like that was like the worst thing that has ever happened to me and ended up being the biggest gift that was ever given mm-hmm. to me. But the, the some point in that process is that moment of realization that like, ah, I am not a failed marriage. That's not what Christine represents. Or I, that divorce does not represent me as a whole person. That was just something that, happened in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of, I, I'm a big believer and this didn't happen to me. This happened for me. That happened for me. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, you know, a real shitty deal, no matter what it is, like, I don't want to be a victim. I, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I, I was for so long. So I think that's why I feel so strongly about it, it was always like, Oh, poor me. Oh, poor this. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. Like this is happening for me for a reason. So did you ever have any, like, like, light bulb moments where like whether it was an event or uh, a, a person or whatever that you you felt was defining you and then you like aha that's not that's not me that was just it happened in my lifetime but that's not that, that doesn't define me that's that's not like I don't know like infertility mm-hmm. do you, do, I can't imagine what that's like I haven't struggled and gone mm-hmm. through that but like did you have something like that when you were struggling to get pregnant? Like, you just probably all you could think about is just, I just want a child. I yeah. just want a child. Like, it overwhelmingly can't move yeah. beyond that. How, how I can explain it best is like, you know how you feel like when you are PMSing that you're going to cry any single minute? Like, somebody puts mustard on your sandwich at Subway and you want to oh, freaking kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like, throw punch. Throw punch. <laughs> throw punch. Like, I, I, I'm going to blow this place up. Like, 
that's how that's how I felt with the degree of sadness. Yeah. Like I like I said, like everybody was pregnant. Like and I remember mm-hmm. I'm a therapist and I'm working on a patient's neck and her daughter comes in. Her daughter's 15 years old, pregnant. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like. I would see things like that time and time again, and it just was this degree of sadness. And then I could see the degree of sadness in my husband looking at me, bawling on the couch, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, another failed in vitro. And then I would have something, like I remember getting my period at work and being in the bathroom and sobbing and trying to, like, adjust my makeup. And then I heard this boy who was a cerebral, he had cerebral palsy, but he had an electric wheelchair and he's looking for me. He's going by the bathroom. Has anybody seen Melissa? Aww. And he's like, he, cause he wants to play. He wants, and I'm like, dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for sending Corey to me today. Aww. Like, so, so stuff like that. Um, and also too, like, I love pink and I'm, that song by pink, like, don't let me get me. And she has an expression, like, I'm even annoying myself. If mm-hmm. I hear myself <laughs> either in my head or talking to like uh-huh. you or someone else and I'm like, shut up with the story, Melissa, like, get over it. Like, like, don't let that be your life. Like, yes. like, like drop the don't story. Don't let it define you. Yeah, don't let it define you. Like, drop your story. Like, like, okay, it's not working for you. Why, why would you keep bringing it up? It's not mm-hmm. working for you. So. So, yeah, I kind of, like, sometimes I have to annoy myself to the very end before I actually wake up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so, I'm getting ready to shift the conversation, sure. but before I shift it, is there anything else that you want to share or that I didn't ask that you want to talk about before we move into self-love? Like nothing's okay. coming up. All right. Sorry. I just want to make sure. Yeah, I can't think. Yeah, I am like I the love, worst I love person. Your, I love your questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, my conversations is like fifty conversations and stories in one. So, <laughs> sorry, listeners, you're probably yes. like feel like you're a little ping pong ball, like bouncing all over the place. Uh, it really, I do have like I have an outline that I'm following. However, it probably feels like we're going from A to Y to Z to B to D to whatever. But isn't, isn't that real life? It would be boring. It, it would be boring if we yeah. Follow, colored within the lines. Yes, boring. this is true. This is true. Uh, so the first uh, podcast I shared, uh, like my what self love means to me, um, and strategy strategies that I use or things that I do for myself that make me uh, feel loved or promote self love for myself. So, what about you, Melissa? How what do you feel like self love is, and what do you do for yourself to promote that? Well, you know, on the surface, I feel self-love is, you know, self-compassion, mm-hmm. l- loving yourself, everything, yes. you know, your deepest flaws. However, I, I feel that we are all very good at that. We're very good at pointing out the cellulite, the extra weight, the mm-hmm. crow's, you know, feet, the gray hairs, but we're not good at the good parts. Like, why do we feel narcissistic or I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like overly confident? about the things that you love. So I also feel self-love is also celebrating, you know, or or accepting when you get a compliment on something. And we're not really good as a society. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I try to, you know, to train my my staff as well, too. You know, take a compliment. Give a compliment. Be, you know, you kind of hit it on this earlier. And I can't remember if it was this time or when we were muted. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but take one or take two. I, 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 take one or take two. But, like, I, I, I believe this. I believe, like... There's an expression like, I can't, when you tell me you love me, but you don't love yourself, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's true. If we don't love ourselves, like, how, how are we looking or talking to mm-hmm. other people that we, you know, whether it's a, a patient, a family, a coworker, a peer, an ex, a friend, and um, 
I don't know, like, I just, I, I feel as a society, we need to be, again, going, going back to the magnet, we need to love the good and the bad equally and be okay. And also, like, it's okay to have a, a, a pity party. Like, you know, yes. whether you have it for 20 minutes, but then you move on. Mm-hmm. All our life, I feel like we're trying not to cry. Sometimes have a cry. Have a good, ugly cry. Uh, I love to cry. I, I know, yeah. <laughs> I got a playlist for it. <laughs> I know you do. But, like... Why? Like that comes up in something else, and, and it's you gotta just, feel it. You gotta feel it. You gotta I, feel it. And I, as I'm telling you this today, I could have something happen tonight, and then and then do exactly what I'm telling you not to do. But it's like I, I'm hoping that I get to that faster. I get to yes. that self love faster. Mm-hmm. So what I do is um, I I love to exercise. Um, I love running. I'm getting back into weight lifting. You're you're really inspiring me with all your weight training oh, going thank on. You, thank you. I, I do. You, you feel like a badass. <laughs> you I have, do. My, I have yes. my gloves. I have my leopard. I love gloves. it. I'm yeah. like right now. Like I have a little bit of calluses. Like because I haven't been wearing the gloves, and I'm okay. like, ooh, 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 I got some calluses ooh. here from lifting. This oh is yeah. Real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's your own little secret. Yeah, yeah I, I can do this. Yeah, but you just feel strong. You feel strong after you do that. Yeah, and, you know and. I love like meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do both guided and sometimes just um, you know prayers of gratitude. Um, again, another favorite uh, quote that I read one time is, "When I pray, I'm talking. I'm asking, but when I meditate, I listen. Ah. I know. Ooh. I know. So I'm, I, listeners, I'm writing that no, one down. Yeah. But go and, ahead and, and I keep do. Talking. I try to listen because all my, I mean, my life, my work life, my home life, I'm talking, talk, 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 and sometimes I just want to be quiet, like. And I know, like, you know this, like, I'm a deep thinker, and sometimes I just need to be by myself, no music, no nothing, and just be quiet and kind of recharge that way. Mm -hmm. And so I I do that. Like I said, I talked about we journal. Um, I I, I do. I love running. I feel good, you know, running. Um, Again, podcast, I love podcasts, books. I I, I love it all. Can you talk a little bit about journaling? Because I feel like... Well, I st- even though I do it, I sometimes struggle with it. And I think a lot of people do, and they don't use this tool that is, like, so awesome because they feel like they don't know how to do it or they're doing it the wrong way. Do you have any, like, advice or tips that you want to share oh, sure. for journaling? Um, I didn't know that you were going to ask me that question because Sorry. I believe no, because I believe I have 10 steps. Okay. You know, because I actually, you know, we have these ret- retreats at work, uh-huh. and I gave this to my staff in December. Oh. I gave them each a journal, and I told them, like, different steps, but um, there, there's really no wrong way. I get so jealous of these retreats that you guys go on. I used to be on <laughs> Melissa's team, and, like, I get really sad every t- every six months when these come around, like, well, maybe they should invite the part-time like, people, too. Yes, I, I am sensing that. I will remember that in December. I I will invite you on that. You are PN. So, no, no. Uh, yeah. But there's there's really no wrong way. You kind of uh, you kind of have to figure out what is your goal. Some people like the good old fashioned like dear diary. You know, like today you know it's February 24th. Mm-hmm. Hey, today you know I'm going to Christine's. Here's my intention, my goal. This is what I want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Or today's February 24th, and yesterday you know I I drank too many margaritas, and this morning I feel like <laughs> shit. Damn. Why do I do that? <laughs> And I ate too much chips and queso. And and then, like, I need to learn. Like, you know, do you want it to be positive or negative? Um, Sometimes I've just done, done like, three goals. Like, I'm big on uh, body, mind, and and spirit or body, Mm. mind, and soul. So, like, Mm -hmm. what is my goal body-wise? And it might be I'm not going to drink any pop today. Yeah. My mind. Now, my mind um, I kind of look at like what my clutter organization. So it might be mm-hmm. I'm going to clean out my purse tonight, or I I'm going to have a cleaner's mindset. So 
Um, if I see something that needs to be put away, I'm going to do it right then. Just like I said, like on the way over here, it's like freaking 50 mile winds outside. Crosswinds. Crosswinds. Yeah. And, and, and as I'm leaving, I see my garbage cans all over the backyard and, this, and, the, and in, the, in the driveway. And I started to drive away. And then I'm like, God, I'm an adult. I had to go back. So I had to turn around. I was already late. And put all the, the the garbage cans in the garage, put the garage door back down so they wouldn't blow. So it's, it's things like that. Like, what are your goals? And then S is, is soul or spirit. So what am I going to do to to fill my soul that day? And it might be, I'm going to go um, for a run, or I'm going to go for a walk in nature, or I'm going to take 15 minutes to do a prayer of gratitude, or 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 I'm going to give somebody a compliment. Somebody, I'm going to surprise somebody. I'm going to send somebody a handwritten note versus just a text, Ugh. and and or I'm going to give somebody a rock. Like, yes. you know, we laugh about our rocks, but I have given them away to people you would never even think that would even get into it. And even if they don't buy into what kind of spiritual energy that a rock would have, it's just. A, it's just a symbol that, hey, I'm thinking of you, and mm -hmm. you know what? It's really crappy with what you're going with right now, but I'm thinking about you, and good luck. Or, mm -hmm. hey, I want you to hold on it and know that somebody loves you. And, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of people don't have people in their life mm -hmm. that tell them. Mm -hmm. We're very lucky because you and I can tell each other that we love each other all the time, mm -hmm. and we mean it. Mean yeah. it. It's not superficial. But some people don't have anybody that tells mm -hmm. them that or even just touches. I think that's our profession, uh, too. Like, just the power of touch, laying yes. a hand or a good hug. Mm -hmm. Some people don't ever have hugs. and so That's so sad. It, it's, it's sad, mm -hmm. but it's it's the truth, and we need to remember that. Yeah. Melissa's such a great hugger, <laughs> too. I was just reading somewhere yesterday, like, the benefits of hugs and how, like, medical, like, medically, like, your body, mm -hmm. like, the benefits that happen with a hug. And the key to it is a, it's got to be 20 seconds. I oh, did geez. not know that. So we're going to have to hug it out a little longer. Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that seems like very long. That, would, that would be very that long. That would be awkward. <laughs> hello, hello, Mr. Jones. I just worked on yeah. your knee. Come well, here. Well, okay, no, okay. No, no, yeah, no, maybe I, not everybody. But. <laughs> no, but, but I agree with you. And uh, that's something I really try to teach um, my staff as well. Um, we work in a hospital setting that, hey, that, that 20 minutes, 30 minutes mm -hmm. you get to work with somebody, that could be the most contact they've had or most love. Mm -hmm that they've been shown. So yeah. please make it, make it worth your while. You're going to feel better mm -hmm. giving that gift, mm -hmm. just a touch saying, Hey, you know, we talk a lot about empathy. Like I want people to know, like, you know, to say, I don't know the right thing to say with you. I'm sorry. What mm -hmm. can I do to make you feel better? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, I, ha I have to share when you're talking about the power of touch. Um, obviously I've, I've shared that I was married for almost 20 years. You know, we dated before that. So I, I had this person in my life, long-term relationship, where if I wanted that hug or that kiss or more, <laughs> you know, um, I, it was there and available. And to go from that to being single and, like, sleeping alone, like, I didn't realize how deprived I was of phys physical touch until, like, one day, I, I think I had, like, a headache or something, and I was just like, oh, my God, I just need a massage, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just went to the mall to, like, one of those, like, walk-in places, and I was, like, so embarrassed because I just cried yep. during that massage. Is it, is it, that really and is, it was just mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, like... That physical touch of just, and it wasn't sexual, it wasn't weird, it was just the actual, like, therapeutic part of, like, somebody, like, touching me mm -hmm. and how long it had been. And it was very powerful, it was very moving and also a little embarrassing, too, how I was crying. But, you know, and little things like, like, my dogs, I love my dogs, <laughs> like, they, it's ridiculous how much I love them, but sometimes, like, they get on my nerves at night, but let me tell you, 
Dewey, the pug, mm-hmm. is, like, the best snuggler because he loves to, like, lean into me and, like, put his weight on mm-hmm. me. And I don't feel so alone. Like, I don't mm-hmm. feel like I'm sleeping alone when I have him next to me. And I just, I love that. It feels just, you don't feel alone. And that's a bad place to be when you feel alone. Yep. I lived like that for a long time when it's weird when you can be married to somebody and feel so fucking lonely. Well, that's what they always say. That's that's the worst kind that's of loneliness the worst. Is yeah. when you're with, with somebody. And um, mm-hmm. I have heard many massage therapists talk about people releasing their, mm-hmm. their, their confessing huge secrets, huge skeletons, crying. It, it, it is, you know, the skin is the, the largest organ mm-hmm. and just the touch that you're going to mm-hmm. release all, all of that. Even things that you didn't even know that mm-hmm. were you know, mm-hmm. on your radar. and I didn't even know that was on my radar. Yeah. Like, I wasn't walking around going, God, I just miss being touched. Like, no. I didn't even know until I was, like, laying yeah. there on the table getting mm-hmm. a massage, and I just, just, oh. Yeah. It was, it was. So it you was need good. to treat yourself. Like, that should be one of yourself. Like, seriously, if you got that kind of release, uh-huh. truly, every two months, don't, mm-hmm. it shouldn't just be your birthday or Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Like, treat yourself and get that. Treat yourself. That's right. That's right. Hashtag. Treat you. Treat you. <laughs> uh, I actually went. Uh, Melissa had recommended uh, somebody locally for a massage, and I did cupping for the first time. <laughs> and like, oh god! Like, if the, if, it, if somebody like only saw my back, mm-hmm. they'd be really worried about me. There's like these circular like hickey bruises everywhere, and I love it. And it, it was great. But w- wasn't yeah. she the female version of Mr. Miyagi? Yes, wax on, wax off. Wax on. I, yeah. I, so like, so my son, I, I, my son Cal is he grew really fast and he's really like like tall and he's just very tight and and after he finished basketball he's like hey I'm starting baseball can I have a massage I'm like sure mm-hmm. and so of course he tells me like at three o'clock or and I had to get somebody by five o'clock mm-hmm. and I mean so I so I find her and I've had her before and so I went with him because he's not 18 and and I could hear that sound yeah you know, and I'm like oh my gosh like, what <laughs> what's going you? on but, but I actually kind of knew and so thank God he knew and he says oh yeah I've seen it on the Olympics yeah. on ESPN 30 for yes. 30 and uh Michael Phelps had it I, done yeah exactly <laughs> and uh so then I'm like laughing and she goes, there might be a little bit of bruising. And, you know, Cal's very fair like me. And oh, my gosh. And, and so then he was in a three point contest and he had to wear an undershirt. And he goes, people are going to think I have leprosy <laughs> or something because it's back. I was tempted to send you send you a picture. But I'm like, you know what? That's just not good. If like somebody like oh. finds a, a shirtless selfie of me on Melissa's you, I, I'm actually disappointed you didn't send yeah. me. That, that is you, you need to. I'll show you. I'll, I'll show okay. you in person. Real, in real person. Yeah, there okay. we go. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I feel like we need to do more of that for ourselves, and not just have a special treat. Is what what do, again? It's, it's about getting still. Are we ever still enough to really listen? Um, and I'm gonna get back real quickly to your journal question. One thing I've done again, we're gonna hit hit on the witchy woo woo a lot. Yes, is to is to ask yourself, and I've done this, like Melissa, what the heck is wrong with you today? And then I pause mm-hmm. for a second. Now, other people say you can use your other hand to write, or I just wait and I see what comes in. And it, and it would be like, well, you this happened, or you did this, or you said this, you hurt this person's feelings, or this person hurt your feelings. And then why does that bother you? Well, it bothers me because it reminds me. Why does that bother? And you keep digging down until you have nothing left on the page. Mm-hmm. But that has really helped me journal and is, is to just kind of pause and listen 
I to use, myself. I use that technique too when I'm stuck. When like, you're stuck, exactly. Yeah, and like why I wait for, for that to be like my last resort because it's like always clarifying and always works for me. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I like to struggle for a bit. I, I, I figure no, it out. No, exactly. That's what we're but, talking. Like, yeah. Why do we? Why do we do all this and repeat yeah. the same patterns and behaviors and mm-hmm. like go back to something that we knew? I I believe for me like. We have these like neural pathways set, right? And we've been doing them for so mm-hmm. long. It's like driving down a gravel road. People drive down the same spot in the gravel road, and you have these ruts. So Ooh, you're driving like down that. that. You're driving down the same road every time. You, and, and you're gonna your tires are gonna pull over. They're gonna want to <laughs> pull over when you when you hit the struggle bus, and you're gonna want to pull over into those those old ruts into that stinking thinking. It's like nope, mm-hmm. I gotta steer out of that. I'm not gonna do that. And so for me, what I try to think about when I'm trying to love myself and like give myself some props is like, okay, I didn't stay in those ruts too long this time. Like I recognized it or you know what I mean? Instead of like going down this deep, dark path and like into my old, like old stinking habits and like listening to the inner shit talker that, you know, Mm -hmm. likes to show up sometimes it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that and realizing it and say, I'm getting out of the gravel ruts. You know what else you can do? Put the blinker on and turn and take a different road. Yep. Exactly. And again, why, and why, why, Christine, are you so good at telling other people that? I am too, but we don't see it ourselves. I know. Exactly. Turn faster. You know, yeah. like, why? I don't know. I don't know. It's so easy to see someone else's mm-hmm. like easy solution. but We're never going to be perfect, but I feel like for me, if I can start recognizing it sooner mm-hmm. and I make the turn and I change sooner, then, then that's a victory. Because yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm, I'm a work in progress and I'm always... You know, I talk about like that circle. You're always going to like come back to things. You're never, you can't check stuff off the list, which is, I love a list and I love to be able to cross a line through it and check it off. No, like life is not like that. My emotions aren't like Mm -hmm. that. My, my self growth and self love and spiritual growth. It's not like that, you know, um, <laughs> I always we have we'll we'll just like hashtag we send each other like um, SFE spiritual fucking enlightenment yep. like that's our we, we're starting a cult if you want to yes. join it's a party um, of two right yeah, now yeah. But we're taking new we're members. Taking members we're the founding members right yeah, here we're the founding members. <laughs> <laughs> why is that so funny I don't know we love it I know <laughs> we crack ourselves up <laughs> but, but but I I agree we're all on a journey you know exactly and we we're gonna screw up but I I love that that we're always trying to be a better version mm-hmm. of ourselves like. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel that's why we're here. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And I, that's why, like, this, you guys mm-hmm. are probably like, oh, my God, shut up. But, like, <laughs> the, I, I just, I love Melissa. Like, I love being around her. And I just feel, like, so grateful and blessed. And I just pray out there for everybody that you can find that one oh. friend where you can have something like this with. Because it, it was life-changing for me. Mm-hmm. It helped me just, like... You really did. Like, you opened my eyes to, like, loving myself. And, like, that that's, like, a great gift. And thank you for that. You are you are so welcome. And, <laughs> but whether you re- recognized or not, you were already half halfway there. And it just took you being very raw, very honest about what was going on. And then we just, it all just came tumbling out. Like, I just feel, yeah, I don't know. It was the universe. I, it was the right, right I, people, I, I, right I, time, I right place. I agree. Because very easily, this could not be happening right now. Very easily. Very easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy to think <laughs> I, about? I, I know. I, know. Ah! I can't imagine yeah. not having you in my life. I cannot oh, imagine that. I know. I know. Like, you're a forever friend. Yeah. It's, it, it's exactly. For sure. Like, family. Like, mm-hmm. you feel yes, like family yes. to me. But um, on that note, we're talking about the universe. And this is a silly question because I know you do. But, like, mm-hmm. do you believe in the power of, like, the universe and, like, just 
like you ask for something and it will give it to you. Oh yeah, I believed in that before I even knew it was a thing. Before um, it was a trend. Before, yeah, before it was a trend. Before it was a trend. Like, like you know, um, like I pray, I pray to gods and angels and higher, you know, higher self, higher guides, animal guides, whatever. You know, I don't discriminate. Mm-hmm. I see what's going on and I, you know, I call in all my reinforcements, but. Um, I, I have seen some amazing, wonderful things happen in my life that only God could have a hand in or mm-hmm. the universe. Um, there's a reason I didn't get pregnant for five years. I cannot imagine not having Elise in my life. She is a guru. She's a spiritual she guy. And you know this. She is. Yes. I, like, um, Christine knows her well enough, too. But, like, her mentally, she's five years old, but she is wise beyond mm-hmm. her years. Um, she has taught us like joy and acceptance and love and it's been so good for, for my boys and, and for our whole family. But, uh, I, 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 I just feel that if you just pause and you stop the negative chatter or looking mm-hmm. through the world with a negative lens, like if you're looking for shit, you're going to find, find shit. shit. If you're mm-hmm. looking for good stuff, you're going to find Absolutely. good and joy. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's, I feel like I was born. I, my, my contact lenses, my retina is rose colored glasses. Yes. Because, like, and I just want to, again, help people around me to look at things a little bit differently if they, if they choose to. Like, if something's not working for them, hey, here's a tool's eye. I have a mm-hmm. rock for that, or I have a, a mm-hmm. meme for that, mm-hmm. or I have a book, podcast. Like, I, I just, I'm always reading. I I tend to read a fiction, then a nonfiction, a fiction and nonfiction. Sometimes I do leadership professional stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do self-help. Sometimes I do a really, you know, great fiction, thrill, or suspense. Like, I'm always keeping my brain primed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, on that note of talking about rocks and self-love, I've got a jar here, people, <laughs> with my magic rocks or my crystals, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I'm going to have Melissa pick one, and then we are going to look it up and talk about which one she picked and what it represents. All right. I'm going to pick carnelian. Okay. All right. So carnelian. I gave this one to my son um, mm-hmm. for finals. It spoke to me for him. Yeah. So, well, Melissa and I are like oh. totally woo woo. <laughs> I have my book here called The Crystal Bible. And then um, she brought her book, uh, The Essential Guide to Crystals, Minerals, and Stones. And so, between the two of us, <laughs> we got you. We got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so carnelian is, it's like a red, orange, like pinky brown. It's like, um, sometimes it can be cloudy, um, and other times it can be like a, a deeper color also. Um, they, they can be translucent translucent as well. So, um, some of the big <clears throat> attributes of this stone, and I'm just going to read straight from this book. It grounds and anchors you in the present reality. It's a stabilizing stone with high energy. It is excellent for restoring vitality, motivation, and for stimulating creativity. It is useful for dramatic pursuits. Carnelian has the ability to cleanse other stones. Psychologically, carnelian imparts an acceptance of the cycle of life and removes fear of death. In ancient times, it was used to protect the dead on their journey to afterlife. It gives courage, promotes positive life choices, dispels apathy, and motivates for success in business and other matters. Carnelian is useful for overcoming abuse of any kind. The stone helps you to trust yourself and your perceptions. It gets you to the bottom of what makes you tick, 
overcomes negative conditioning and encourages uh, steadfastness. Mentally, carnelian improves analytical abilities and clarifies perception. It removes extraneous thoughts and meditation and tunes out daydreamers into everyday reality. It sharpens concentration, dispels mental lethargy. Emotionally, the stone is a powerful protector against age, uh, not age, that'd be nice, against <laughs> rage, envy, and resentment, <laughs> yours or others' peoples. It calms anger and banishes emotional negativity, replacing it with love of life. Um, Healing-wise, carnelian is full of the life force and vitality. It stimulates the metabolism and activates the base chakra, influences the female reproductive organs, and increases fertility. The stone overcomes frigidity and impotence and heals lower back problems. Well, there you Rheuma go. Yeah, rheumatism. Does it all. Arthritis, <laughs> neuralgia, depression, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on. Um, if you want to use this stone, it says uh, use it as a pendant or like place it where like your belt buckle is. Uh, and against your skin contact. Um, and it can, if you put it at your front door of your home, it invokes protection and invites abundance into the home. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to have to go put one by my doorstep now. Oh, of course. Thank you. Yeah, don't, don't read or listen to the podcast because you're going to be like me and have, have an issue, a yes. problem, yes. Too, too many. Like, uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, what what I love about it, and I picked it on purpose because uh-huh. I knew kind of mm-hmm. what it does, and I don't I don't have a lot of these. But what I love is I don't think it's the the most beautiful of stones, but it has so much power. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, you know, we talked about creativity, positivity. Like, we all can use a little bit of this mm, in our lives. And heck so, yeah. yes. Um, so on the way here, so, excuse me. So before I got here. I'm like, okay, I need to give Christine a rock. Mm-hmm. And so what called me, and again, this is one that I think is pretty, but it's not one of the prettiest of stones to me, but it's malachite. So it's a green stone mm-hmm. with these white um, lines through it. And basically in the, in the things that I have read, and you can look it up on your own, is it is a stone that helps with both the heart and the throat chakra. So your podcast, mm-hmm. coming from your heart, speaking the truth, speaking your message, mm-hmm. As well as it's a stone of transformation. So you are transforming. You're transforming your listeners. Yes. 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 And I'm receiving this. It's, it's, I'm receiving it. And it's it. green. It's abundance. It's financial. Mm. So I love it. I know. So it's and it's a very. They say some people it's almost too powerful. So like you know like I don't know if you ever want to wear it as jewelry. It might be too much. But something like again carry in your pocket when you're having you know yes. one of those days that you need to be on your A game. So this was on my list of stones to get because well, yes people I keep a. List of like what I want to buy next because yes. I spend too much money on my rocks. But oh, thank you. <laughs> you, you you're welcome. Um, I also want to like so today and the way you're here too. I brought one of my mm. stones. Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Chrysanthemum stone, mm-hmm. but basically it's a black stone and it has a white flower. So the, the it's like it's a beautiful. So like a white flower on it. So yesterday I'm doing my meditations. I'm really big into the Miracle Morning. That's another thing. If you guys want to Google, um, and it's about you know again meditation affirmations. And as I get up, the, this black rock was on my black throat and it fell and it broke. Mm. And that's how I knew too that I was okay because here I was journaling. I was journaling about coming here today yeah. and blah blah blah, and talking about imperfections. It broke and, this and, morning and it broke yesterday. Oh, okay. And I'm like. I didn't go like, shit, are you kidding me? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> because number one, it's expensive. And number two, but I was just like, wow, it's still just as beautiful, 
broken. Mm-hmm. It's flawed. Uh, I, I mean, I, I love this. I mean, I'm serious. As soon as I picked it up, like, there wasn't the usual Melissa yeah. d- dropping F-bombs. It was like, well, in my head, I was like, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was like, well, well, now I can keep a little piece with me and keep the there main one. And, and it's like, hey, Melissa, practice what you preach. You're talking about being two, you know, two pieces. Yeah. Two di- like, we're all, we're all flawed. And, yes. I, and so that's why I brought this with uh, me today because I'm like, this I is going to give that. me strength. Thank you yeah. for sharing yes. that. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well... <laughs> This was a very chatty, crazy, uh, f- crazy fun episode, <laughs> and we only figured out, I think, maybe like three minutes into it that I had the microphone on yeah. mute the first time, yeah. so folks, we, we captured almost everything yeah. here. Yeah, it, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you. you. Oh, I'm proud of you. <laughs> thank you again. Like, I'm honored. Like, I'm, I'm putting my hands together and giving a little, like, bow, sensei. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sensei, grasshopper. I, yes, yes, she's sensei and I'm grasshopper. We send little emojis back and forth to each other. But thank you. You're, you're welcome. This, I have uh, loved this conversation. I love the energy here. Um, I love this space right now. And I'm, I'm sad to end the episode and turn the mic off. But, um, friends, I just hope that if you don't have a somebody in your life, if you don't have a Melissa, that ask the universe for it and and they will provide you one because when I was in my time of need for somebody and something different like the universe provided God gave Melissa to me so thank you God thank you universe and you guys just have a rest of your day um I love you guys talk to you later bye thank you love you Mm -hmm.